Hello, everyone. This is the Mystical Motherhood Podcast, and I'm doing a series on the heart opening process, as always, but specifically on being versus doing. And I'm bringing on various guests so you can see what doing is feels like and what being feels like. And this guest today, she truly has an open heart. And it's pretty profound to experience because everything in her life is brand new and always refreshing and always learning more and always trying to find the pattern and release that belief system so that nothing holds her back from moving forward in a more loving way. And in this podcast, we kind of discuss what how she experiences the world and she is very authentic and everything she's saying is very real. And I really don't know very many people whose hearts are truly fully open and they truly feel everything. And she really does. And that's super powerful. So this actually, I would put this as one of my top favorite podcasts. When I first met her, we were camping in the jungles of Costa Rica. I was with a lot of my friends there and these jungles are very, very intense and they take away all of your kind of entitled identity and your needs and so that you can live in simplicity. So you, you bathe in the, in the water, like in the waterfalls and you hike in the mud and you go, you know, swimming with, I I don't know, probably like every spider, tarantulas. And you can't, if you, if you, if you were to go alone anywhere, you'd be lost. It is literally like Jurassic Park. And it's incredible, the energy and consciousness. And so I have met many of my soul family friends there, my longest lasting people in my life on these trips around the world, but specifically in Costa Rica. And I met her there. And I, since I met her, we've probably talked or, you know, talked about the world and our heart opening process almost every single day since we met. She's a very special friend. And we talked during this podcast about how she experiences the world and how she's changed as her heart is opened and what it feels like to her and what's necessary as you go through that heart opening process of doing doing less but also being kind of open to to, to new things never planning um, letting things go seeing your patterns letting you know the things with your family go so we talk about all these really, really helpful things in in her awakening journey, which I do think will help all of you. We spoke really in an interview style about her heart opening process. And hopefully soon I'll have her back on because when we have these, as we've been going through our heart opening process, we call each other and we have these profound, profound realizations that are unreal. And I, I want to next time catch those on on a a recording because they're so amazing. But in the meantime, you have this conversation with her and you can kind of feel her vibration through the podcast. And then I want you to compare it to all the ones I've been doing recently so you can begin to really understand how the heart opening process will affect all the people around you once you get through the chaos and, and you're into the peace. It then reverberates off of you and you experience life completely new in every single moment, always learning, always growing, always feeling this deep love and connection. So I hope you enjoy. If you like this podcast, please leave a five-star rating. If you have any questions for me or you want to work with me privately, please reach out to me at mysticalmotherhood.com, mysticalmotherhood at gmail.com, all of my courses and all of my books, Fertile, Alchemy of Becoming, 
and uh, Mystical Motherhood are found on my website and found on Amazon, and they're published under my pen name, Pritam Atma. Uh, Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. I'll have more out there for you this week. Welcome, everyone, in my continued exploration of introducing you to all the wonderful women I know in my life. I am bringing on another great friend, Joanna, Johanna, and um, I met her in Costa Rica. And we, um, I immediately saw her energy, and it was very light, and it was very glowy, and everything was new and bright to you. And it was so beautiful to experience that because it was sort of like, you couldn't tell her anything she knew. And she'd be like, wow, that's amazing. I'm so glad to learn that. I want to hear your perspective of it. I really want to be in the moment. I want to be in nature. And we were in Costa Rica and she didn't look in the mirror. Like, I don't think you even remembered that your body existed for oh the experience well first of all thank you for having me and <laughs> all the beautiful things you're saying yeah. uh yeah so my trip the first thing to, to Costa Rica was amazing in a sense that I was this person who had never been in the jungle before or at least I don't remember and everything was so magical and so and all these people you know the group the the other men I guess the other people who were there were so knowledgeable about spiritual things. And I'm this person who doesn't know much. Like, I don't know, I've had my own experiences, but I, you know, there are so many things out there that I didn't know about. And, you know, I found myself in the jungle, like, um, facing all my fears because I had a lot of them. Uh, I, I was fearful of, you know, getting in the jungle, going in the river, wearing my boots. Like, I, I don't want to fall. I feel like everybody's so, like, um, confident walking in the jungle. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm fearful that I'm going to fall. And I don't know, you know, like, I don't know how long if I'm going to be able to stay here two weeks or I think it was about 10 days. You know, it was very fearful. And now look at myself, I went for the second time and it's like, wow, like I've changed so much. And it's been six months, about six months, seven months. And so what she's speaking about is the experience, uh, her heart opening experience. Mm -hmm. And what was that like for you? What was it like when you've gone through it? What was the pain, fear, you know, the different polarities you felt as you began to really wake into this level of just being in the present moment and constantly experiencing everything as joy? Well, um, first of all, there was a lot of chaos. <laughs> it was very, very chaotic. Um, I was aware of all my fears. Um, I started noticing, you know, um, you know, yes, like my fear, my fears, but also like the relationships with people, um, my job, like everything. Like I started noticing my patterns and certain situations that I just, I just couldn't um, process before. I don't know. And then when I feel like when their heart started to open, which I feel like it was, I, I guess like during the whole process, I was opening my heart. But then the second time when we went to Costa Rica, uh, it was a complete different experience because I was, it's like I was born again and I was enjoying every single moment. Like the fears, I noticed the fears that I had before were 
really like can I say stupid because <laughs> they really were like um I don't understand everything was in my head everything was in my head and this time when I went back I noticed I was born again and I'm enjoying the river and just the little things, you know, just going back to the river for me was like, wow, this experience is so amazing. And just, you know, interacting with other people. I'm not fearful about talking or feeling or expressing myself. I couldn't do this before. I was so, I don't know if I was shy or what was it, but there was this wall that I built in front of me and the interaction with other people was very difficult for me before. And now, you know, this person who's like open and I feel like I'm not walking, I'm just jumping from person to person. I feel like I'm flowing and like, I don't know, it's just floating or yeah, very different. So what I hear you saying is that when your heart began to open, you didn't really think too much about your presentation or where you were. You were just experiencing it as it is. And in that you could connect to people on a deeper level and maybe listen to them. Like, what does it feel like when that's not even in Costa Rica, like now on a day-to-day basis, because you have a heart that's open. Mm -hmm. And so what does that feel like for people so that they can hear what it's like to feel this level of freedom and and not like do, 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 but yet like you are moving into each moment comfortably without stress or anxiety, which is the different than the chaos. Yeah, well, I can accept things now. You know, I, I've had situations that in the past I would, I will be not only fearful about, but like um, very sad, like certain experiences, like see a person go or something that would have been, not traumatizing, but but very, very sad for me. And now I see every situation as, okay, it happened because it was meant to happen. It had to happen this way. It couldn't, it couldn't have happened any other way. I feel like I'm not trying to control situations anymore. And um, I just, everything just seems so different. Like, um, I feel like because I'm more in my heart, I'm not judging myself either. You know, it's everything is about love, but loving, I love myself much more, you know, like it comes from here. It's not like what I'm getting from other sources. It's from myself. I feel like the love and admiration that I have for myself, it's something that I didn't have before. And that makes a lot of difference in, you know, work, just regular life, just walking in the street, like, in every single way, everything becomes different. Like, um, it's more peaceful. It's definitely more peaceful. And when you talk about loving yourself now, can you tell us the difference between what it was like before you didn't really, like, what did you think, what were, if you even can remember, like, what were the kind of thoughts you would think about yourself and now, and, and how, what does it feel like now? Like if there's a contrast so people can relate to that. Well, before I was very like, oh, I cannot do that. I cannot talk in front of people. I cannot do this. I I cannot like walk in the jungle. I cannot get in the river. I cannot um, cook. I couldn't cook. I was like, I can't do it. It's not going to be good, whatever I make. Um, and now it's like, yes, I can do that. I can do this. I can do, you know, more as I said before, I feel like I was born again and I'm even taking swimming classes and that's part of the change, you know, like I can do this. I can do every single thing that I couldn't do before. I can do now. And I feel like 
not only can, like I'm willing to, you know, the li- starting with the little things like cooking, <laughs> I can do it now. And I, I'm taking better care of myself, which before I wouldn't do. As you're going through this, when you're in the state of harmony, which is what it's called, right? Things just move. You're not in your head as much. You're cooking. You're not thinking about time. You're not anxious about things that are going to happen. What does it feel like to your body when you go out of harmony? And what kind of things bring you out of harmony still so that you have to go back in? I think at times, um, to me, it's fear. Anytime I feel fear, I'm in my head. And then I realize that my fears are in my head. I make them up. They're not real. I make things up. That's when I get out of my heart. I start feeling, you know, like the fear of like, what well, it's kind of like anxiety, like something is going to happen. Imagine in the worst case scenario. And then what I remember, what I do to get back to my heart, there was a moment I lived in Costa Rica where I just remembered I had this moment. It was a, I was feeling a lot of love for like everything, everybody. Like it was like a bubble of love. And I said to myself, remember this moment every time you get out of your heart. So that's what I tried to do. So then I said to myself, I'm a very loving person. And for some reason, just to say that brings, brings me back to my heart. And then the fear dissipates. I'm not going to say that it's like this, but it dissipates. And then I remember that everything is always going to be okay. And when it's not, I'm just making things up. So it sounds like if people want to learn how to do this, which I found myself the other day and I called you because we're going through this process together. And so we call each other to kind of go back and forth. And I know this sounds like an interview, but I really wish we could record those conversations because sometimes it's like God is flowing through this, our words. But I, I was, I called you the other day in the kitchen and I remember I was mad at my sister and I, I found the ways that you have a, you know, a belief system, a thought and then a situation that can take you out of your heart, right? That it's a beat, like an environmental thing. So you have to choose a different thought mm-hmm. or you have to do the opposite of what you normally do. So if you usually go into the story and that's the moment, so something chaotic will happen in your environment around you or within you, and then you can go into the story around it. But if you check yourself right then and you do the opposite, right? You change your thought which is like so easy. I mean, it's so easy, but yet why have we not been doing that? Like, what do you think the challenge before was for you? Well, I feel like right now, the difference is that I analyze every single situation, not as a crazy person, but I look at it as why is this happening? And why is this, why is this trying to teach me? And then I look at every single pattern. If there, I look for patterns. If there is a pattern, like I, I used to do this with all my ex-boyfriends. Then I said, okay, I, I have to stop right now because it's a pattern and I don't want to repeat it forever in my life, right? Before I couldn't see a pattern. I just was living and going through it and repeating things you know, again and again and again. But now I, and this is something that we talked about, like now we kind of like analyze things and we say, okay, there's something here that has to teach me something. And then I see the big picture and I'm like, wow, so this is what is related to. Usually it's like childhood, family, you know, relationships with the family members um, and beliefs that we have 
very deep in our system that, you know, make us act certain way, right? But now I'm able to see those things. Before, I feel like I couldn't. Right. Do you think that that's one of the first steps to awakening? Or do you think chaos is? Do you think that like chaos and then brings on the need to analyze the beliefs to stop the pattern? I think it's chaos. And it was very chaotic for me. Very chaotic. There was a lot of ups and downs. Um, I was experiencing a lot of today I'm okay. And then a few hours later I was not. And then I woke up in a good mood. And then later on I will be thinking about something else. And it was very, I was very moody, I would say going up and down all the time, um, making weird, wrong decisions. And I don't know, it was just very, very chaotic. And then I started to analyze the chaos. Like, why is this happening? Um, how can I change it? How, what can I learn from this experience? And that's when I think change, I feel like, so, and we talked about this before, like the, um, when there is no harmony, when when something happens that get us out of harmony, it's because there is a next level that we're going into, like that it's going to be more harmonious at the end. So I look at things that way now. And, and I believe that's amplified when you're going through this specific process of like really awakening to a level of peace, joy, and love in your life is, is sometimes most people just stay, go from chaos to chaos, to chaos, to chaos, right? One thing after another, because they're not willing to allow the spaces for the harmony mm -hmm. and the spaces for the harmony actually come from moments of isolation, separation, nature, um, quiet, some doing something different. I mean, usually my life was, has been living in a city and being really, you know, always constantly doing things. And I noticed like, as I went into more joy and peace, I'm more in nature. I'm, you know, my, my friends all changed because my reality changed so much. My belief system changed so much. My, then my reality changed. And then I matched with friends that understood my new reality. Yeah. And you're one of them, right? Because it's a new reality that it's really hard to identify, like to, to talk about with other people because it, you know I, know, I don't think we'll always be analyzing it, but I think mm -hmm. that we learn, we're learning so much from each other of like the pattern of how to teach it to women. Yes. And I think you'll, te you'll teach it too one day. And it's like, and that's the deep awakening, but most people can't see that level of conditioning that they're just repeating the pattern over and over and over again. Yeah. And that I feel like that's why we're doing this because for us to talk to each other, we learn so much between both of us. And then, you know, every time, every conversation we have, I feel like it brings us to a different level, to a higher level, because not higher, but just further, right? Because we learn something. But it's just the two of us. If we can, you know, bring this out there and tell people it's possible, you can, you're going to be okay. And this is what's happening. And there's a reason why all of this is happening. Yeah. But I mean, everyone's going to have to go through it. So <laughs> it won't be just yeah. the two of yeah, us yeah, soon, yeah. but I yeah. think we'll, we went, we're going first and documenting it really. I'm documenting it all the time. So I guess I want to ask this. How do you handle, for me, it's been, some of it's been difficult with like the isolation of going through it and not being able to relate to as many people because 
the things I used to care about, I don't care about as much. Mm-hmm. I've lost a little bit of my identity and caring about certain things. Now, what about for you with your family? Like, how do you, how has it been difficult to relate to them and how have they experienced you through the process? Because it also changes everyone around you mm-hmm. and it affects them in different ways. Like it makes them all of their conditioning will come up through your own awakening because there you be create like a greater light or a greater mirror. I think of their own crap. Do you agree? Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I feel like for me, I'm still in the process with family members. Um, it's It hasn't been easy because it's, you know, the chaos, it's for people who love you, it's hard to understand the things that you're going through. And, um, and, and I'm trying and I don't want to judge them because the process for everyone is different. So it's been, I'm still in the process. I feel like at some point, we're going to be able to understand each other, but we're not there yet. I'm just in the process right now. Then also, like, how has it changed even where you're living and your environment and the things you desire to do? Like, what would you do before versus now? What are, do you have, do you have less desires? Do you have less needs? Do you think you've lived, you live more simply in the heart? Like what is the different yeah. in the difference in your daily life? Well, I'm, I'm looking for simplicity. And the first thing that I did when I got back from Costa Rica was I sold my car and my car to me meant a lot. <laughs> like I really liked my car and I enjoyed driving my car. And it was like this huge thing that my family still can't understand I just got back from from the trip and I said, I don't need a car. I'm working from home. I, you know, work is just 10 minutes from here and I don't need to go in everywhere every day. So I just got rid of it. And I've been super happy since I did that. And I just feel like I just want to simplify life less, you know, start all this. We accumulate so many things. We live in this culture of accumulating things. And I noticed I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to accumulate. I had these um, subscriptions to so many things, like monthly subscriptions and little bit of money going here and there and there and there. And then I realized I don't need any of that. So I got rid of all of my subscriptions. Um, And yes, I just want to live a simple life, everything. I just want to simplify. Um, I live in a place where um, it's very, it's a nice place where where there's a lot of very pretentious people. And it's sometimes after coming back from Costa Rica, it feels sometimes like a concrete box. And I'm looking for nature. I want to be near nature. I want to see a mountain. I want to see a river. I want to see, you know, I, I really want to change not just my life and, you know, what I, how can I say this? Um, in like my surroundings, my surroundings as well, right? I just, I want to be more connected with nature as well. And that's one of the big changes. Do you think that level of simplicity is because you don't want to get involved in the chaos and it'll take you out of harmony and, or you're more sensitive to the chaos around you of like a city. I feel like I'm more sensitive to it, but also I'm not trying to make things happen. I'm not looking for change or, or probably I'm, but not actively, you know, I feel like things are just happening 
as I go. Like selling my car, it was just an idea that I had one day and then, okay, I'll sell it. And I went online and I sold my car. And it's been like that. Like I just get hints of things that I might want to do, but it's not, I'm not looking, you know, desperately to, to making changes. It's just, it's happening. Yeah. You're not like panic. Like for example, the example I have right now is I just realized the kids are going to be with their dad for a week in, in February. And I was like, Oh shit. Like I go somewhere. I didn't even know, like the old me would have planned that out um, six months ago and been researching a trip and I, I on the urge and the need to leave and the need to do. And, the, and now I'm like, I don't even know what to do. Like, I'm happy. I don't know where to go. Like, I don't, I don't know what to do with myself. You know? Yeah. That's one of the big things I don't plan anymore. I don't, I don't need to plan anymore. I don't need to organize every single thing. Like, this is what I'm going to do. I When I travel, I buy one-way ticket. And then I'll decide what's going to happen when I'll get back. If I get bored, I'll go, come back. If not, I'll stay longer. But I don't want to control things anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm releasing the need of control. And what did it feel like before when you had all that control? Like, what, what do you even remember? Like, do you have a memory of like the difference so people can understand the difference of the emotion, like your emotional changes. That's a good question. Like how was it before this? And then after with, for example, travel or control, what does the feeling feel like in your, in your body? I think right now it feels, I feel free. It's freedom. We have all this, it's the conditioning. We have all these um, beliefs that we have to do things certain way. But when you let that go, you feel free. And that's where I feel, freedom. And you know what it's like? It, when, who was the guy, Jesus? And he said, you'll become like children in the kingdom of heaven. And that's why when I first opened the podcast and I was speaking about your energy and it's just like the wow, and that's great. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Or look at this, look at this waterfall or, oh my gosh, I read this book. Holy moly, have you seen this picture? It's like everything's new and surprising as if you've never learned it before because you don't have a deep sense of like who, who you are. It's almost like you're becoming a new person in every moment and that's what I think that childlike heart opening is about it's it's just a joy of I'm gonna eat my you know everything's new in every single moment is that what it feels like for you that's exactly how I feel like I'm a new person I was born again I'm experiencing every single thing as if it was the first time and I'm a child and I've never seen this before. And it's such joy. Every single thing I do is like so joyful and so fun to do. And I have much more energy. Even when I talk, it's different. Before I used to be like very like quiet and just, you know, I don't want to bother. And I don't know, but now I'm like, not that I want to bother, but I'm just, I'm happy to be myself. You know, I'm recognizing myself as, an amazing human being that I couldn't see before. And that makes a huge difference. Do you see new talents arising within yourself or new interests specifically? Probably, I feel the biggest thing is that since I'm not fearful anymore, I want to do things. I I want to experience things. I want to, I want to try new things. 
before I used to be, no, because of this, I will find reasons not to do certain things. And now I'm, I'm just more open to more experiences. And I'm not afraid. If I'm moving somewhere else, I'll be okay. If I have to let go of some things, of people, I, I'm going to be okay. I'm understanding that whatever happens has to happen and I'm going to be okay. And there is a reason for it. So it's... And when you have these moments of chaos, like when you were awakening and, and they come and then they bring you to this new harmony or this new understanding, what are the, how do you handle? So when people are in it, most of the time that chaos is just continual for years and it, and it will be like what, what's happening on the planet. There's going to be one worry after the next worry and many chaotic moments in everyone's life. If they don't understand this yet, how can they understand how to get through those massive chaotic moments? So somebody dying or somebody, you know, them, they're moving or the vaccine or whatever their fear is. What, how do you help them? Well, I will say that first of all is remembering. I feel like things right now are happening much more faster, much faster, much faster, sorry, much faster than before. So before I'll be in chaos for something happened, um, a, a relationship, I ended that relationship or something, and I'll be in this, you know, sad or depression or whatever for weeks or months or whatever. But now the time has shortened, shortened. And now I feel like what I need to do is to remember that this is going to pass. And after I'm going to be okay again. I've been in chaotic situations before. And after it's done, it's over. I'm much, I'm at a different place. And I have a lesson that I, that I, that I learned. So it's just remembering that it's going to pass. It's, this is not the rest of your life. It's probably a couple of days or a couple of hours. To me, it's, I feel like it's, 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 it has shortened so much that now in a couple of hours, I'm better. I'm, I'm fine. I, I already got over it. I feel that it's shortened for me too. Yeah. And at first, I mean, I documented it in my first book or third book that you read, Alchemy of Becoming. Now, did that book help you understand what you were going through? A hundred percent. And how did, it, how did it help you? Understanding that it's okay that somebody else went through all of this and got out of all of it. You know, it's like understanding that it's not just me and I'm broken and I'm this person who cannot feel happy or who's going through all these things and it's never ending. No, I read your book and I felt um, supported. That's the word. I felt supported and I felt that there is hope, you know, like I felt, oh my God, I went through all of this. So if somebody else did, then that's what's happening to me. And if she's okay now, then I'm going to be okay now. And to me, that was that was a great help, like feeling supported. That's super important. And what other parts of the book did specifically helped you when you were going through the chaos of before your heart really opened? Do you remember any parts of like any specifics that people may learn or need to go to? Um, if you talk about the steps in your book I think I don't remember how you labeled certain steps like first you go it's through the alchemy universe. alchemy yes 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 yeah. yeah. so that was super important like going through steps and just just 
kind of like relating what was happening to me at that moment with your steps, what you were going through with your dad too. Like um, there was a chapter where you talk about your dad and um, I think you had a conversation with your dad. I don't know, for some reason, I remember that part because uh, I was sitting on a plane and I was reading and then things were happening and I'm like, oh my God, this is like, this is exactly what's happening to me. Like all these steps and these, you know, you know these situations. Um, so for everyone listening, those, those steps may take you a little bit longer. And then once your heart really breaks and you can see the pattern, you can really see the story. So it's really important to understand that the identification of the stories that you like to play out, particularly the bigger ones in your life need to be identified. And then once you can see it, those stories will shorten in your mind. And they don't, they don't, you just walk away from the story. You leave the story. You do, you start to do the opposite of your programming. You start to think the opposite. And, and it's really about, it's about becoming completely, completely opposite of what you, what you were born to be. Mm-hmm. And then those chaotic situations will come to test you again. And then you'll react, you won't have the same reaction anymore. And then they just disappear. And so then you have to get used to not having the chaos in any form, in mm-hmm. any form at all. I mean, right now I feel, I mean, it's just little tiny things. And there's, and I'm so, my heart is so sensitive now that even the tiniest thing will, will, will shake me. Uh, so until it, that won't even happen, I, I believe in the future, right? It's, it's just different. The presence is different. And then and then after the heart is really open, what I'm feeling now is my inner body more. I feel like I'm glowing more. I don't I cut my hair off so I don't have to do it because I don't want I don't have any I don't I want so much to do. I want more, even more simplicity. Like my hair was a part of my identity and I used to have it very long and I always do it every day and it was so pretty. And then I just cut it all off. And but it was also it created more simplicity for me. Even in that be- became more simple. Yeah. Um, but I noticed for myself, I've noticed today, like the inner glow of my body, like I feel my body more mm-hmm. and I don't have as many thoughts that drive me down some storyline and I can witness other people's experiences on a very, very uh, deeper level. So I had a friend call me that's really upset, uh, you know, another chaotic moment, another chaotic moment. And I'm just holding... I've been there and I'm just holding space for that more. And it's happening so fast where she can calm down in that moment. It changes her. Right. I mean, then when I call you, if I'm having one, it's like, it's not two hours. It's just like 30 minutes. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it's so chaotic because if you think about it, we're letting go a story that has been part of us for our whole life. Or it's that we were talking about it this morning when, and I told him in 2013, my ex-boyfriend died. And then that was my story up to now. And now I can see that I don't need that story anymore. I'm not the person whose boyfriend broke up and then died and whatever. I'm not that person anymore. So I don't care. And because I let that story go, that's not my story anymore. Then I become a different person. And I'm this, I'm open to experience and to meet more people and to go out. And, and when I talk to somebody, I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, that happened to me or whatever. No, because that's not my story anymore. I'm a different person. And what I realized even more as I've gone through it is 
so many of the identities will leave. So identifications of things that you do that are outside of yourself, but also the identifications of the stories you hold that you think are you. So you think that if your mom or your grandma was, you know, let's say your dad was an alcoholic or something, that it, it, it's such a it's such a big part that hangs over you, who you are. And then when that's gone, you have to find out who you are again. Yeah. And when, you know, you don't, let's say you played tennis all the time and all of a sudden you just don't have an interest in it. You're just not a tennis player anymore. Or, and then you're like, well, what do I get to do with all my time? Yeah. I had so much time. And then you have to learn to be okay in the discomfort of the environment that all that time brings. And yeah. then that time, as you go through it, if everything's taken away from you and you don't have all these stories, you're just kind of left with yourself and your that space allows for a new reality to grow that's more peaceful. So you have to get used to any mini anxieties, like any habits, maybe the house or the cooking or the children or whatever. There will be like little things and then even those start to dissipate. Do you agree? Yeah, I feel like there is going to be some discomfort because you don't recognize yourself anymore because your life has completely, you're not the same person you were a couple months ago because so much has, has changed that it's impossible for you to be a same person, right? But then in the di discovery process, I feel like that's the beautiful part because since you don't have all these stories, all these layers, all these walls that you've built, it's just you in front of yourself And that's when you see like, wow, I'm this amazing person. I'm this beautiful person because you're not relating to your, you're not relating yourself with your stories anymore. Right. So that's when uh, self-esteem comes in. And then, so you're not the person who used to judge yourself so much anymore. Right. And you, and you lost a lot of, I mean, when this, when this happens, the shift occurs, I mean, how much energy did we lose in an emotional, spiritual, I mean, energy, energy. So we're, I, now we have to define, I don't know where all that energy is going to go. I'm probably going to write my next book, which will have a new energy in it because I was wasting a lot of energy and I was, and, 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 and that energy is vital. And it, it, it and so per, perhaps, and now I don't know what will happen now, but there's a space in me. And that space is going to have to get filled and your space is going to have to get filled. And we just don't even know what will happen next. Well, this, because this is all we know so far. Yeah. But it's like this excitement. I don't know if that, if you sense the same thing too. I, I feel excited all the time about, you know, doing things and creating. And I don't know, I just feel excited, even though if I don't do those things that day to day, but I just feel excited about life. One thing I recognize is I read Eckhart, I listened to Eckhart Tolle's book and I kind of started reading it again. And I was like, I finally get it. Like I finally get what he's talking about. Like on a, on a, like on a, it's different to read things. And then to, when you go through them, like even my book, no one would understand alchemy of becoming until they're there. They're just like, this woman's nuts. She's got some things going on. Right. But then once you're going through it, you're like, oh, this is exactly what I need right now. And Um, but even it's almost like some books are written for the future. Mm. Yeah. Written, and it's the, and the way you find them and the things that you pick up every time you, you know, if we listen to Abdi, we'll hear different things every single time we listen, or if we pick up a book, you'll read something different every time. 
And also, because you're so new in that moment, you don't even know, you you unlearned it. So you have to almost kind of recreate what you want to create. Yes. And um, now that you mentioned your book, one of the things that impressed, like, like, um, I was, oh, what's the word for it? I'm sorry. Um, impressed me, I would say. You talked about synchronicities and they started to happen more often and I was like, so there, so there is a reason for all of this, you know, like there's mess, there are messages hidden everywhere, everywhere I go. Like you will say something that I was thinking about, or somebody will give me something like talk about something that I should, a book that I should read. And then I read the book and I realize that there is a message there for me. So that's another thing that there are always hints, you know, like hidden hints that, that help us, I guess, through through the process. And how has your intuition changed through this process? I feel like I'm more alert. I pay more attention to it now. Um, I get messages all the time, all the time. Or like when I talk to you, like when we talk, it's like, oh, like the information is just there available. We're just, you know, letting it out. And it happens more often now, I would say. Yeah. And my intuition, yeah, I feel like, I get dreams or um, just visions. Like I can say certain things, I mean, see certain things. And um, I guess I'm more connected in some way. I have a couple more questions. Did you always know this would happen? Did you always know as a child that perhaps you were going to go through this or something was different or, you know, you may know that something is about to come. Was there a moment that you felt anxiety because you knew you were about to go on the journey? No, never. As a child, never. One of the memories, I don't have many memories of my childhood, but one thing I remember is that I was always afraid of going to a bathroom at night because I, I, will, I will see things. I remember seeing things when I was a child. So that's I don't, know, I don't know what that means, I guess, but, um, oh, okay, yes. Yeah. So I remember seeing things and I was afraid of it. And then I have a nephew, he's six years old. And then one time I was with him and I sensed something and I, I sensed, you know, energies and stuff sometimes. And I was just, I was only with him and we were in a swimming pool and there was nobody else around. And I got scared because I felt something was bothering us, but it was like an energy. So I hold, I held him and we were getting out of the pool and he started screaming, no, she's mine, she's mine. And I'm like, oh, he can see things too. So I could feel it, but he could see it, whatever it was. Yeah, and everybody has a different thing. So I used to be a seer. Like I could travel in my mind to houses. I could, I mean, if I was doing a healing with somebody, I could walk into their home and tell them where to pick things up off the shelf. But now that my mind has actually kind of, and, and I remember my partner, he couldn't do that, but he could feel, but I couldn't feel. And the reason why is because my heart wasn't open yet. So I didn't have, because of my past, I couldn't feel. So every, all the energy went to my head and almost like I got like a superpower in my head of like clairvoyance and all this stuff. And now I don't care about that. So like when I work with women, I don't even like to read for them like I used to. Um, I mean, I will, but I don't as much, but then the super, the, the power, the energy or whatever God you'd call it within me began to spread more evenly. Mm. 
so that my, so that that power could open my heart. I don't know if that makes sense to you, but we all have these like superpowers and maybe they're in one part of your body. Like maybe, you know, women that have the healing hands or, or, or it can, it can change. It feels like, I don't know if that's accurate, but it, you, the, the healing and the powers or the energy that runs through you can move. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, as I go through a process, I feel like because I'm more in my heart, I'm more sensitive to certain things and I'm, I'm, I'm trusting more my intuition or the messages or everything. Before I'll be like, no, it's in my head or I'm making this up or this and that. But now I trust more. So you're willing to jump into things faster without having as much fear. Yes, totally. Yes. And the trust 100%. is there and the acceptance yeah. of it is there. And I remember, so just to repeat everything as we kind of close out over the next few minutes or so, is you have more acceptance. You don't battle what's happening. Yeah. You have the ability. Yeah. yeah, you don't you don't really battle like the 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 moment. You don't battle what's that this is occurring. This is a chaotic moment. Is this representing my past in any moment? And and then you're coming out of it quicker and you know that you're going to come out of it in a few days. Yeah. Yes, I feel like I have a better understanding of the things that are happening in my life. Like if something feels chaotic, if something feels out of balance, I know that it's temporary. I don't know why we feel or I used to feel that the moment is going to last forever. And then I start making plans in my head of how I'm going to react later on based on what's happening today. But then now I'm realizing, no, whatever is happening today, it's going to, I'm going to feel like this for a couple of hours and then I'm going to be okay. And it is that way. Actually, it is. It helps knowing it helps to have a sense of knowing that things are going to pass and that I'm going to be okay. That's also probably a part of the part of you that now accepts change. And, and because when you were talking from the beginning about being in Costa Rica and being afraid of the jungle and being afraid of, you know, that's just such a good, what's the word motif or um, I guess the word, just simple word, it's example of the whole experience is it's a completely new environment, completely new way of living. And then you can, you're fearful of it and then you're comfortable with that level of change. And then also Costa Rica is very simple. So it gives you the, all those gifts in one experience. But for me, I mean, for me, it did that, you know? Yes, it did. Like in the past, I would have never thought about moving to Costa Rica. And now I'm like, I would love to move to Costa Rica, you know, just being in the jungle, in the middle of the mountain. I don't need electricity. I don't need anything. I'm going to be okay. And I would love to do that. In the past, no way. I wanted, you know, to be in the city and having my car and all these things and, you know, material stuff and accumulating and accumulating. And But no, I'm not that person anymore. And do you find you're like wearing the same clothes, <laughs> you know, or you have a simple, simpler wardrobe or you're not like, you're not buying anything or that's what I'm you're not saying? buying anything on my closet. Every time I come back, it gets reduced a lot. Like I just, you know, I'm not wearing this. I'm not going to, don't, I don't see myself wearing this anymore. Like I just want simplicity, you know, I I travel with a carry-on and I can wear the same thing every day and I'm okay with that. 
do you have any, from our conversations as we close, do you have anything that you remember from all the conversations of what we've been through together um, that you would want to teach anyone? I think the biggest one, and because um, we've gone through this before many times, is just remembering. All we have to do is to remember. When we're in a chaotic situation, just remember that this is not going to last forever. The feeling, I, I don't understand why. I mean, I understand because we're human, but those feelings when we're fearful or sad or depressed or anything, it's just, it feels like it's the rest of our life, but it's not. And all we have to do is to remember that it's going to pass and we're going to be okay. And we also have to remember that situations occur that you either create or happen to you in order to bring those emotions up for healing. And if in there and then that feels so scary, this is actually the most important thing. All those emotions that you're feeling in those chaotic moments of whatever happens in your life, big or small, losing a job or having a baby or whatever the situation is, a lot of times those are the emotions you couldn't acknowledge as a child. So it's repeating that conditioning from the past in order for you to truly feel it and release it. So as you're feeling those emotions go to the thoughts that you're thinking and then go into the belief system around that so what is it do you believe so strongly so i'm just going to give an example can i give you an an example of your life is that okay nothing really personal but she called me and she had an experience where she was fighting with someone that she was dating and i said what why did you think this happened so we went through the actions of like what why did, you know, what was the sequence? And she was doing it also with your mom and your dad, right? And it was, I need to punish the belief system that she grew up with was, you know, she was walking away from them and she wasn't calling them back, right? Yeah. Right. Women do that all the time. We control situations by blocking. So either we are like reactive to the person or we get really quiet. And that is honestly the, the two polarities of a feminine. They're very like they can, and, and the, the quietness and the silence that we provide to men and to family members are, is brutal mm-hmm. and it really hurts. And so that's, and we went into it and it's, and it's pride. It's mm-hmm. the inability to say you're sorry and the inability to switch who you are to go back to the person and say, I messed up. I'm so sorry, because that would be a, that would be a connection of the heart. Mm-hmm. And so if we're trained to close our hearts, we walk away and we don't want to interact or communicate at the level of the heart. So we went into her belief system and the belief system was, I need to punish the people around me mm-hmm. because she was trained like that as a child. So she's like, oh, that's why I do that. So we went into it and we, we, she learned and I learned with her, okay, so every single moment that we want to punish somebody or we don't want to talk or we hang up the phone or all these different things. You have to go back and say, you know, I'm sorry. Did I don't know how I offended you, but I'm here to listen to you. And I didn't mean to walk away. I'm here to connect. And that is a simple like change that will take you back into the heart. Just that one thing of not blocking that person out. Exactly. I mean, unless they're incredibly abusive to you over and over and over, don't put yourself in a toxic situation. But in those simple moments where you're in a loving relationship with somebody and it closes and shuts down, don't wait for days or months or whatever to do that immediately, immediately within hours, just like chaos will shorten. So will the moments between where your heart's connecting with another human being. Yeah. Don't let anybody or any situation close your heart. It's not worth it. 
it's it really isn't and it always goes back into what we found as we've gone through this process because we're constantly calling each other because I don't know anyone else that's you know going through it at this level at such a fast pace yeah and I, I know more and more people so we'll have to have you on the podcast more but <laughs> I don't know why we haven't done it yet, but it's like, it's, it's these simple moments of always choosing love. And I know that that sounds so silly, but it's so important. It's like, I'm not going to pull away from you. I'm not going to be mean to you. I'm not going to be cruel. I'm not going to have anger. I'm going to switch everything I was taught and love you more. Even if you show me anger, Mm -hmm. that's hard. It's powerful. It's powerful. And then they don't show you anger. You think they're going to, but they don't. Mm-hmm. They may for a minute because they have to release their emotions like a bird. And then your love will overcome any anger, fear, disappointment in them. Yeah. And you start at some point. So you have all you have to do is to start. And it's going to feel uncomfortable in the beginning. But then, you know, the uh, that need of wanting to punish the other person, it's going to start dissipating. And then you will understand that we don't need to punish anybody you know, we can all just be in our heart and just be these loving beings that as females we're supposed to be. And also every belief system inverts upon you. So if you believe that you need to punish other people, you're actually, there's going to be moments that you believe you have to punish yourself because the separation, any thought or action that creates a separation is your mind. It is not your heart. So anytime you're going into a belief system that you think is so powerful, you know, I mean, I, 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 every podcast I bring it up, the vaccine versus not the vaccine, Democrats versus Republicans, like anytime you think that that one thing is right and there's not another way of looking at it, you're in your mind and you're not in your heart. So if you are fighting with a family member and you're having a moment where you're right. You're right. If you think you're so right, you're in your mind and you're not in your heart and you're creating a sense of separation and you have to back up and you have to look at the, you have to look at the way you're creating chaos and separation. And then you have to change the thought and then change the belief system. Just like we learned on the phone the other day, <laughs> there's a belief, there's a belief system. You'll have a thoughts that create it, and then you'll have an environmental situation that will show it to you and you have to do the opposite and the environmental situation will show you that there's a sense of separation between you and another and every time you dissolve that sense of separation between you and another you're going deeper into your heart deeper into your heart deeper into your heart and it's almost like there was a movie inception or something where they drop the and even matrix but they drop deeper into this subconscious and that's like what you can do with your heart you can drop, there's a deeper level. There's another level. There's another level until it's just pure peace. Yes. And also I feel like um, we have the power, you said it, like we're, that makes, being in your heart makes you powerful, but also like we have the control of um, the situation. I mean, this story, it's there because we make it up we make up the stories, right? So then the environment organizes itself to make the story true to yourself. And you make to, you have to true. prove that it's right. Exactly. And then, so the story has to be proved that it's right. And then your ego has to say, see, I'm right. I'm going to yes. prove my story. And it's so, so chaotic. And then you create your own chaos. Yes. Thank you for coming on the podcast. We're definitely going to do it again as we go through this 
on another level in a few weeks. Yes. Because it's that fast. I appreciate it. Yes, of course.